Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. We have a super exciting episode for you today. Our guest, she's built an amazing company. She started doing this thing when she was 12 years old. So an entrepreneur from the early stages has not only that, been in business for over 20 years, has operated in several different states, has multiple locations, super fun, super creative, growing like crazy. Haley of Hermosa Jewelry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So this is going to be fun. So before the episode, I know you and I have talked before and we shared some business stories and I've uh, done some different things together, working together, but I had no idea some of your background. I feel like you should be like the podcast host. I mean, you, <laughs> you, I mean, where do we even start? You started your entrepreneur journey at 12 you started working for a law firm at some point and selling jewelry there. You founded some part of an entrepreneur program at school. You won a competition and got some sort of awards and grants on the business side. You lived in Colorado. Now you had multiple locations in Charleston. My word, how have you crammed all this in? And how did you get started? And did you come from an entrepreneur family? Lead us off here. Sure. So I will say both of my parents are very creative and into design and things like that. Um, but since I was little, I was always interested in how things worked and how things are, how things come together. Okay. Yeah. And so when I was 12 years old, I inherited a huge box of costume jewelry from a lady who had traveled the world. She didn't have any kids. And my mom had worked for her at her children's boutique back in the day in Charlotte, North Carolina. And her name was Louise Vaughn. And my mom is Louise. My middle name's Louise. And I inherited all of Louise Vaughn's jewelry. And I, this was the time where there were a lot of local bead stores around. And my older sister and her friends um, were in high school and they, um, would make jewelry for fun and we're three and a half years apart. So always wanted to be like the, you know, the big girls. And so my mom would take us to the bead store and I started taking apart the jewelry and turning it into new things and like taking a pendant off. And I would take the pendant to the bead store and I'd pick out new beads to put the pendant on. And um, we wore a, a uniform to school, like a simple little t-shirt uniform in middle school and wearing my jewelry was like my own way of expressing my own style. And I just always wanted to be a little different and always wanted to be, you know, unique and um, not look like everybody else. I so that's, that was really like how it got started. Um, and uh, like you mentioned, I've worked at a law firm uh, my aunt was a paralegal and the ladies at the law firm would see the story I was wearing and they said, please bring some in. And um, I think I was making like six fifty an hour um, copying papers at a law firm. And I brought in my jewelry and 
I sold three necklaces for $30 each. So I made $90. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, I really, like, I just killed it today, you know? Yeah, and, way better than being an employee. Like, wait a minute, there's something to this. Right. And then one of the lawyers had a hosted a home show for me. And I got, I mean, I spent weeks getting ready for the home show. We sent out special invitations that we had, you know, custom printed. And I still, you know, still have all that stuff, which is cool to look back at. Um, but I sold $800 at my first show and I was 15. And I was like, this is it. I love this. <laughs> so I played sports. I quit playing soccer. I quit working at the law firm, got a job at the bead store, and I worked there as much as I could. And that's where I learned a lot about stones. And I um, worked under these two amazing ladies who just really inspired me. And um, I just started having shows. And this is when home shows weren't weren't a big thing so this was like in my first home show was in 2002 so there were no really like Stellan dots out there other companies so I would just have shows at beautiful homes around Charleston and ladies would come over and drink wine and buy jewelry which is oh pretty my cool God. this is really cool and amazing and this is something where your parents behind this the whole time and like supporting this like oh yeah sure you can quit sports and dive and yes. go out here yeah, they um we converted my playroom into a jewelry studio and I would do my homework and then I would make jewelry till I went to bed every single night. Um and they were very supportive. My mom did front me like $200 for my first bead investment. Um but other than that, um I have been self I've funded this whole thing myself since the very beginning. Um so, so all of this started on a $200 investment. It, that is amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. Right. So at that point, obviously you're making more money than most people ever dream of making at those ages. And as a teenager, what, did you ever think, Hey, I don't want to go to college. I want to do this, or I want to just continue doing this. Or was college always in the future? College was always in the future. Um, I really wanted to go to Savannah College of Art and Design for jewelry and metals. Um, or UGA had a great jewelry and metals program. Um, and I, I... I didn't even know that. Yeah. And um, I got um, a couple scholarships to University of South Carolina. And my sister was um, a Gamecock. And so I would go visit her and go to the football games and I was selling jewelry at her sorority events when I was in high school. And um, I, so I was getting that like inside look at the sorority life and I fell in love with USC. And, um, you know, it was a more affordable option. And um, I got accepted into the international business program there, which is um, one of the top programs in the nation um, for that track. And so I decided to go to business school. Love it. And then that, during all that, did you still think you're going to end up back in the jewelry business or were you thinking well, doing something inside of international business? And I, I toyed with the idea and I will say my parents really wanted me to go work for like a big international firm. Um, 
for, you know, and have that job security, get that insurance, you know, all the benefits. (laughs) Um, But I ran my, my business all through college. And so like, for instance, freshman year, my bed was lofted and I had a jewelry studio underneath my bed. And (laughs) so I made like a, a, in our freshman dorm, I made everybody's jewelry for Rush and for all the sorority events and football games. And um, so I really was doing well with my business through college. And um, I've just, I've, I've been an entrepreneur from the very beginning and just have had that just at my core. And I mean, going back even, like I was selling lemonade before my jewelry business when I was really young and I was costing out the lemonade. I hired a friend, we would split and dominate and conquer and wheel around uh, a wagon. And then we raised money to get walkie talkies so we could communicate. Like I just, it's just been in my blood from the very beginning. So (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. You're like hustling out of the dorm room. That is fantastic so you didn't you didn't just like stroll your way through college it doesn't sound like you were hustling on the entrepreneur side you're in international business I believe you got like a marketing degree and maybe a minor in Spanish and so yep you were just crushing it all around what what happened from there so I was really involved in the business school and I would go talk to the assistant dean and she would tell me different things she would want me to do. And I did whatever she told me to do. So she would say, I want you to start the first USC entrepreneurship club. And I said, yes, ma'am. And so I did that. I uh, studied abroad in Sevilla, Spain, and I had gone in high school with my earnings from my jewelry business on a two week trip uh, to Spain with our Spanish club. And so I had remembered that I had loved Sevilla on that trip. And I went back to Sevilla and that was the only time in my life that I have not made jewelry (laughs) Uh, was that time I was there. Um, But it was so inspiring and I loved it. It was my junior year. And when I got back, um, the assistant dean, she said, Haley, I really want you to apply for this USC um, technology incubator. Um, They opened this up to three students a year at this competition. She said, I want you to apply. So I applied and I won. And so my senior year, I got a free office with computers, furniture, like any kind of, I had like a free accounting software, um, telephones, like anything I needed. And so I would go do my homework and work on my business at my office my senior year. Um, And we got a little bit of seed money too. Um, And so that is really where I said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And, um, and so that's, that was a really pivotal moment for me. Yes. I love it. All right. So lots of things happen along the way that, kind of help catapult where you're at and getting this off the ground, looking back on it is your philosophy. Wow. I, I got really lucky for these things to fall in place, or are you just really good at taking advantage of opportunity? What's your kind of angle on how you look back at those times? I feel very blessed. Um, I 
feel really blessed in the fact that I found what I love to do at such a young age. And I know people, I'm 35 now, and I still have friends that have no idea what they want to do. I know 50-year-olds that still don't know what they want to do. Um, and so I, I do feel, uh, yeah, almost lucky, too, that I just, like, this um, uh, just came into my life, this passion. Um, and I am very good at taking advantage of opportunities and um, being um, very creative and crafty with shoestring budgets and um, really like putting the the hard work in. Um, it really has paid off. So yeah, um, I I agree. That's what it, it sounds like. You have really figured out when there is an opportunity how to really trust it and go all in. And also you have that balance of an entrepreneur and wanting to creatively do your own thing, but being extremely coachable and following direction with somebody you admire or inspired by gives you some direction, which is, I think, uh, something all of us as entrepreneurs need to remember is we, we are out doing our own thing or are out building something new and awesome, but there's a lot of people that, can give us a lot of advice and if we're coachable and open to it and sometimes follow direction it it can catapult some of the things happening so I think sure really cool. yeah um, I think I think another big piece that I, I just thought of is um just having a really good network I think um just growing up in Charleston I um and, and meeting like at the law firm like these women these professional women were like the best first clients that I could ever have. Um, and I really um, am good at keeping in touch with people and um, really using my network to my advantage. So I like it. Do you, do relationships play a big part in your business now and kind of what happens from day to day? Absolutely. I still, I mean, people, I run into people all the time and they say, Oh my gosh, I still wear, this necklace I bought from you when you were in high school. And, you know, I think social media has helped me keep it, be able to keep in touch with um, my customers and engage with them. But um, it really is uh, a bit, a big piece of everything. So of my success. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, kind of from your side of looking back at through some of this journey and different things and, and the business side is, the entrepreneur part that's always kind of been a driving force for you. What is that? Is it money to do what you want, to buy what you want? Is it freedom? Is it just an area to be creative? What pushes you so much in those areas? I definitely think the freedom and flexibility um, is a big part of it. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a very strong believer that life is short and you have to do something that you love, that you have one life. So why do something that you don't enjoy? And it really is at, at the root of it. Like I love this so much. And um, I have the reason is that I love to make people feel beautiful um, through wearing my accessories that I would consider like my art. And it does bring people a lot of confidence and, um, and that just brings me a lot of joy. And so when I hear women say, oh my God, 
I literally can't cross the street without getting stopped because people are wondering where my necklace is from. That makes them feel good, you know, constantly getting compliments. And just to be able to bring joy to other people um, just through a simple accessory, I just think that's so cool. That is super cool. And something I haven't thought about from the product side, I know from a lot of what I do is in the service industry side and it's, you know, service-based business. And that's a huge component of why I love what I do is you just get to impact people in such a positive way and make things better and easier and provide something beneficial. But on the product side of what you do, it's the same thing. It's even more so they get to wear something to feel confident, to feel beautiful, that, that has memories and things tied to it. So I, I, I love that. And I love, I think from the entrepreneur side, you talk about freedom and that's a large part of that freedom, creativity, doing something the way you want to, that drives all of us in that entrepreneur spirit. But it's interesting, you and I both are 20 something ish years in business and freedom is part of what I, why I wanted to be an entrepreneur of being able to be in control and, and have that freedom and be able to go do what I wanted when I wanted. But it's funny how it all works. I think you and I are in a similar place right now or we're both probably working all the time right now with very little freedom, but we still love what we do. Yes, 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 absolutely. I think um, it's really easy to kind of go with society and what society tells you that, oh, you need to have benefits, you need this security. And like I said, I just don't like doing everything the same that everybody else is doing. And so you have to build all that yourself and establish this really rock solid foundation. And it is not easy and it is scary. And, but you know what, I, it really does have amazing, you know, benefits to it. So. I agree. It, it does go against almost everything you've t you're taught in school, almost everything everybody pushes you to do. And I don't know, I just can't imagine like, especially right now at, being inside a nine to five job or a W2 job or where you really have very little control of, I, I go to work every day and I get a 3% raise once a year. And just that, even though a lot of times we're a lot more stressed, we work way more hours. We're probably paid less than most people sometimes when, when we look at it on paper and there's a, some risk associated with some of the growth and challenges of being an entrepreneur and being a business owner. I don't know, something about it is just so amazing and and so worth it. And even, even when it's hard, even when you're working so much, uh, even to the level of somewhat unhealthy, it's still amazing. Yes. Agreed. I, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for, for anything. What are, as you're growing right now, um, we were talking earlier, you know, you have a couple locations, one in Mount Pleasant, one downtown Charleston. Now you're going into the online space and Shopify. What's your biggest challenges right now as you're, you're going through some of these growth phases? I, uh, the biggest thing I would say is staffing and um, hiring the right people to work with me in my business. And um, I am navigating that right now. Um, and we opened our second store last June. So we've really, now that we're established, it's um, now time just to really get a rock solid staff in there um, of, across both stores. But um, yes, I am switching from two different platforms that I've been using since 2010 um, and a POS and a website and switching all that over to Shopify right now. 
and really trying to grow uh, my online presence. And that has, it's a lot of work on top of, you know, the day-to-day operations. And I, it's been a goal of mine for about three years. And I finally found that there is no good time to switch. And I just needed to bite the bullet and, and make it happen. So um, I am excited for everything to kind of be under one, like omni-channel situation. Um, uh, but I am, it, it's very tough to do while, you know, making jewelry one minute, managing my employees, going to work at the shop tomorrow. I mean, it's a lot of juggling. Um, so, but those are my two main things that I'm focusing on right now. Yeah, I agree. And it's a, that's the interesting thing about being a business owner is you have to wear so many different hats. And I think that's, I don't know, I have, I haven't figured out how to be able to just stay in my area of expertise and just do what I love or do or work in my strengths. It's uh there's other things that had to be done. And the Shopify side, like for me, that's something that just, I do not enjoy and it's so detailed and you're right. It's a, you, you have to find the time to do some of those things as a business owner, which, which makes it hard. Are you, do you just sit down over a weekend and crank some of that stuff out? Do you work on a schedule like, Hey, I'm doing this for an hour every day until it's done. How do you approach uh, some of those things you don't love doing? Well, I've learned all about time blocking yet. I have not um, really <laughs> implemented that in my business. Um, I've got the idea in my head of doing that. Um, I do have a cube, a time cube that I try to um, block, uh, time block a little bit. um, And that is a little tip from Sally Holder from the Brem. Um, But yeah, it's just like today, instead of going into the stores, I decided I'm going to stay in the studio and I am going to work on my website. Um, So just really trying to figure out what is the most highest priority thing and really focusing on that. Um, But I, I, like right now with the website, I am putting everything to the back burner and really just, you know, putting that as my top priority, but it is a struggle. And I, I tell you what, this cell phone is the biggest distraction. um, And I really wish I could just go away for a week without my phone and I could really crank it out, but it's just, you know, not yeah. logical. <laughs> it's, I, I relate to that so much because I, I love the interaction of people. I love what I do with, with taxes and providing value and consulting and speaking and doing podcasts and all these awesome things. But at the end of the day, there's like infrastructure and things that have to happen for me right now. My big one that I'm time blocking around is a training program. Like we, we've, after months of trying to hire, we finally been fortunate where some things fell into place. And I, I was hoping this day was where it was coming to where we were hiring and we were growing. And so building a training platform with like professional training videos and handbooks and guides. Oh, it's just, I mean, hours of tens of hours upon hours of work and trying to fit it in and also fit in your schedule of, hey, I got to keep driving revenue and I love doing these parts of my business, but these are things that are fundamental as a foundation. If we're going to get bigger, if we're going to grow to a 
to the scale that I want, these things have to be done. And so it's, uh, I definitely relate there on that side. I, I love Sally's uh, little cube for time blocking. <laughs> that, that's super cool. And, and Sally, I think for both of us, Sally's been a huge part of what's got us where we're at and inspiring us to grow. Yeah, I have um, been in her coaching program called the Brim um, for about a year now. And it really has changed my life. Um, I am constantly surrounded and have access to a, this amazing group of female entrepreneurs that are all in the same boat. And sometimes being an entrepreneur can feel really lonely and everyone can relate to you in this group. And it's really, um, you know, we are all having hiring woes and, you know, when it comes around to Black Friday and all that and the holidays and just how how exhausting all that is. Everyone really is in the same boat. And so she being in that program has helped me work on my business when in reality, if I wasn't paying for a coaching program, I probably would not carve out the time just to do it by myself. So that has been a really big um, change in my business in the past year. And it has really helped me think like bigger picture and things like that. So that's a little, little plug for the brim. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I 100% agree. Everybody needs to go check out the brim, follow Sally. Um, there's a retreat coming up in Texas, the end of April. Um, this is going to be awesome. And it's Sally has truly like changed my life, changed our business, uh, has made a huge difference in how my wife, Lauren, and I approach business and how we look at things. The sole reason that we have this firm now and started doing something different, had the courage to do it. And Lauren left her job and started working with us here together is a large part of that is because of Sally and things. And she taught us and pushed us to do. And I'm one of the rare uh, male clients in a female <laughs> entrepreneur group. And so I, yeah. I, I so much look forward to my Thursday calls with Sally and the mastermind. And it's a lot of fun. So it's us. Uh, so much credit uh, goes to everything that's happening there that's helping drive us as entrepreneurs and business owners and, and making a big difference in our lives. You talked about time blocking uh, a book that also changed my life when it, that really helped me time block and identify things that move the needle. Have you ever read, read 12 Week Year? I think it's Brian Moran is the author. No, I haven't, but I will definitely Shit. check it out check out 12 week year. Um, I've talked about it before on the podcast. Um, so anybody, any of you new listeners out there, I cannot recommend that book enough for any sort of like business growth goals, time blocking, motivation, focus. It's so freaking simple and good. Um, it's a, it's an easy read and an excellent book. It, it kind of works everything into 90 day windows and 90 day goals, which kind of is the title of the 12 week year. And, when I first started implementing that, I truly accomplished more in the first quarter of that year, which was during tax season. I accomplished more business growth mm -hmm. than I had in years combined. And so it's uh, something I highly recommend. It's really good around that. And um, something I, I definitely recommend everybody read from a business owner standpoint. It's a really cool book. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. All right. So. This is the part of the podcast where we get to really share with our audience some tips, some tactics, some takeaways, something that can make a huge difference in their life. Um, it could be anything and everything that you that 
you've learned or things that you've implemented, but it's our max out moment. It's where we get to share, you get to share uh, one tip, one big takeaway for our audience that they could go out and implement and do that would change their life or their business. And uh, it's something for, for you to leave with us to go work on. What What is your max out moment, Haley? My max out moment is to just stay curious. I am constantly reading, um, reading like self-help and motivational books and business books and things to just make myself better, make my business better, um, really like try and maxing out my life. And I think that I, I kind of consider it like my grad school, my business grad school. <laughs> um, but it's all just stuff I do personally. Um, I'm a big proponent of Audible and podcasts. And so I'm constantly while I'm working, especially like making jewelry, it's really great for me to be learning while I am making jewelry. So, or, you know, doing walking on the beach or whatever. But um, I also am a big proponent of exercising and yoga. So that is like my secret um, to really focusing on myself, because I think it is so you get so busy and so wrapped up with, you know, running your business, but you really have to find time for yourself. And so um, going to yoga is the one hour that I don't have my phone every day. Um, and I just think it's really important to take care of your mind and body so that you can be the best you can be to run your business. Yes. I love that so much. And I truly believe like as business owners, we're the biggest asset to our business. So if we're not learning and growing or taking care of ourselves, our business is kind of screwed in the end. Like we're such an integral part of it. The energy, the motivation, a lot of the work behind it, the encouragement, the mentorship. So that's such an awesome max out moment. Have you, from the start, have you always made time for the personal development side? Or is that something that you've worked in more recent? No, it's something I've always been fascinated with, honestly. Um, I go to therapy. I am just a big proponent of um, just trying to be your best self. And I'm always it's always a work in progress. <laughs> um, but it is something that I've always like, I don't read novels, really. Because um, I if I'm taking the time to read, I want to be like learning something. Um, and so I've really... I've really been interested in that for a long time. So, All right. Right now, when, when you take everything in over the course of a week, podcasts, books, um, being on masterminds or, or part of group, entrepreneur groups, how many hours do you spend per week on personal development? Um, if you add in exercising um, too, I'd probably say about 15, 20 hours a week. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think that's that's probably the hardest thing for young entrepreneurs to realize and to make time for. I know for me, same thing. I'm at least 10, probably closer to 15 hours a week on top of working, I don't know, 50, 60 hours a week right now, um, which is crazy to think, hey, how do you have enough time to do that? But when I started making time for that, I started becoming so much more productive at work. I started having so much more energy. And so this max out moment is amazing. And I could not encourage everybody out there as entrepreneurs, even you feel like you're grinding, you're working all the time. You don't have a break. 
you got to find time for this stuff. I don't know how it works, but somehow it gives you more time and makes you more successful. I'm such a huge believer in that. Yeah, me too. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You have a really cool story and it's really awesome that you found this love at such a young age and you've been able to grow this amazing business. Where do people find you at? Where do they go to buy jewelry? Uh, tell us kind of how we can follow you more along with you and also uh, how to buy some things. Cool. So we are, um, our website is hermosajewelry.com. And so you can shop 24 seven on there. We also have two retail locations, one in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and one in downtown uh, Charleston. And uh, we're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook as at Hermosa Jewelry. And so that is the best places. Those are the best places to find us. I love it. And I encourage everybody to follow along. It's awesome stores. Uh, Lauren, I've been in and, and visited and checked things out. It's awesome jewelry inspired by a lot of Southern and coastal themes and some really cool, like different items and colors and just love everything you're doing. I love such a entrepreneur drive and passion and all that you're doing to invest in the development of the business and in yourself and in other entrepreneurs. So thank you and continue to crush it out there. And thanks for being on the Stronger Business Podcast. Thanks for having me, Chad. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.